G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Another huge ethical challenge is upon the people of Queensland. After a major defeat, you might remember, of abortion laws last year with what were known as the Pine Bills, Abortion is now firmly back on the agenda in the state of Queensland in what is being described as abortion all the way to birth legislation. Tishan Johnson is the Executive Director of Cherish Life in Queensland. Tishan is joining us. Tishan, welcome to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm um, well, thank you very much. Tishan, Cabinet in Queensland met on Monday and mm-hmm. announced that what had been before the Queensland Law Reform Commission was now back firmly on the agenda. Uh, what were your thoughts about the announcement? Yeah, I find it extremely distressing, as does the entire pro-life community up here in Queensland and around Australia for that matter. Basically, the laws, uh, the draft legislation, the draft bill they came back with would mean abortion is on request up to 22 weeks gestation. And then from 22 weeks until birth, if one doctor thinks it's appropriate for the woman's physical, psychological or economic interests, he has to get a second opinion. That doctor, whether it's him or her, has to get a second opinion. But they can ring a friend and that doctor the woman goes to can be an abortion provider. So there's a vested interest in him finding a reason, whether it's physical, psychological, social or economic. Obviously, they're very broad terms, social, economic. Um, it's for him finding a reason for her to get that termination. It can be up to the day she's due. So it's just absolutely diabolically bad. It's basically abortion to birth on demand. Uh, Tishan, let's just pause and reflect on this for a moment. And you might have your own thoughts about how this contrasts with other abortion laws around Australia. And oftentimes when we talk about Victoria or Tasmania, uh, the laws talked about there are like the worst in the world. Uh, These Mm -hmm. sorts of laws... Uh, similar to or or are they even uh, more uh, distinctively worse than those in Victoria and Tasmania? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on what's being proposed? It's extremely similar to Victoria and the only difference with Victoria that we can see, and I am still reading the 354-page document, but just we've had lawyers look at it and basically it's Victoria but um, Victoria has a 24-week abortion on demand limit and we've got 22 but effectively it's abortion to birth because once again like Victoria um, if you want an abortion past 24 weeks in Victoria or past 22 weeks in Queensland they're proposing just go to one doctor it doesn't matter who that doctor is whether or not it's an abortion provider and then um, that doctor then has to um, ring a friend so the other the second doctor can be a doctor over the phone and it doesn't say that doctor has to be independent of the first doctor at all. I can imagine that people would be quite dismayed uh, to think that if there are two signatures required, uh, that the second signature simply needs to be the abortion provider. Uh, That sounds almost ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous and uh, to me it's just window dressing. It's basically abortion on demand up until birth. 
And the, the fact is, um, after 22 weeks, the doctor has to be satisfied. It's for the physical, psychological, social or economic. You know, what's social? How does a doctor who's trained as a doctor actually assess a woman's social needs? He's not a social worker. And how can he assess economic things? He's not an economist or he's not a financial planner. So it's it's really, it's very, very bad. It's it's very disturbing. Um, it's basically built off Victoria's model. Yes, it Tishan, is last year there was jubilation in the state of Queensland when the Pine Bills were defeated and there was a reprieve there. Uh, from my understanding, uh, the whole issue then went to the Queensland Law Reform Commission, uh, the ideal there being that uh, they would sort of reshape things so that it could be presented at a later time. This is that later time, isn't it? That's exactly it, Neil. You're spot on. And the irony is it's basically the Pine Bill, but with two weeks lower gestation. So Pine Bill was abortion on demand up to 24 weeks, including sex selection abortions. I should have said in all of this, um, sex selection abortion is allowed and the rights of the unborn are not recognised at any stage, including my understanding, as I said, I'm still reading it, but they're not to get um, anaesthetic administered for late-term abortions. So it's basically the Pine Bill. So Pine Bill abortion on demand 24 weeks, allowed abortion after 24 weeks with one doctor's approval. Uh, the second doctor can be over the phone. Prohibition on um, public access to 50 metres is the Pine Bill. This bill has 150 metre bubble zones around abortion clinics. Um, same thing with the Pine Bill. Doctors, conscious objection, conscientious, conscientious objection only extends to um, they don't have to refer for abortion, but they have to, by law, if this law went through, refer to a doctor who refers for abortion. And in an emergency, a doctor who has conscientious objection to abortion will have to perform an abortion. And what constitutes an emergency? You know, I mean, that's very debatable as well. Um, uh, you know, and just some doctors, we know Christian doctors are already very distressed that if they get someone coming to them for an abortion, if this law passes and they say, look, I... I don't refer for abortion. I don't agree with it, but by law they have to refer to an abortion a doctor who refers for abortion. Um, so that's deeply concerning. And also, I should say, all these referrals, a woman doesn't even need under the current law, but also under the proposal, to get a referral for an abortion um, up to 22 weeks. So, um, and then yeah, it's very similar to the Pine Bill in that. If there's someone who's unqualified performing the abortion, they risk 10 years imprisonment. There's also a jail sentence attached to this bill, which is pretty much the only thing we would, this draft bill, this is the only thing we would agree with, um, that people shouldn't be performing abortions, unqualified people. We don't think, obviously, we don't agree with abortion, but there is a penalty for unqualified people performing abortions, um, as there already is. Um, in Queensland, I believe. Okay, well, you're confirming that what is proposed for Queensland actually goes a step further than what is described as the worst abortion laws in the world uh, for Victoria, and uh, and I could include in there in Tasmania. Something else you mentioned too, uh, this idea of anaesthetic to the unborn baby. Uh, some people would say, well, if you're going to abort a baby, it's very inhumane, A, to abort it, but to B, to put the baby through that sort of pain. Uh, what is this issue with anaesthetic to uh, unborn babies and how is that part of the legislation? Well, I haven't seen a provision for anaesthetic oh. and I am still reading it, so I don't want to 
technically overstep it, but I don't believe there is a provision um, to administer anaesthetic to the full-term or late-term baby when they're they're being terminated. Now, that provision, that amendment, was um, actually introduced in 2008 when the um, Victorian government was decriminalising abortion, and that that amendment was voted down by the ALP majority government. So the LNP, the Liberal Nationals, tried to put in an amendment so at least it'd be some dignity uh, for the unborn. Obviously, they fought against late-term abortion, a number of them, not all of them, I believe. Um, but, yeah, that was rejected. And they, when I've looked at the um, the draft, and I, as I said, there's still a lawyer looking at it, I haven't seen any provision for anaesthetic or any pain relief for a baby who would be terminated, um, you know, at a later gestation, which is just appalling, Neil, considering that um, there is actually a, I think it's a, a law, it's at least a regulation, possibly a law, that when um, people... Uh, you know, scientists are doing experiments on babies in the womb or even chicks and eggs. Once they get past the halfway gestational period, they have to administer some type of pain relief to that animal. But they don't give the same dignity to humans in Victoria. And it looks like it's going to be they're trying for the same here, which is just heartbreaking. And for some people, they'll say that's distressing. Now, you mentioned yes. uh, that it's likely that uh, there could be an October vote on this issue, which means really yes. uh, from today through until October, another major battle front has been opened up here. And I wonder whether you can reflect on uh, the Labor Party, which is the uh, the incumbent government in Queensland, and the LNP, the opposition. Uh, is the opposition, uh, you know, fired up and ready to fight this battle? How does it all, all work in your mind, Tisha? Yeah, so we do have um, the... The Life, the Side for Life definitely has some very strong friends in the LNP. Um, Dr. Mark Robinson, MP, did lead the charge against the Pine Bill. And there are some others who are very fine men and women who are supporters of what is good, which includes life, of course. Um, we, the LNP leader, uh, Mrs. Deb Freckington, Freckington, has said she will allow a conscience vote on this matter, as typically the uh, Liberal Nationals uh, allow a conscience vote on matters of life and death. She said that before the bill was announced. I haven't heard her comments since. Um, I suspect she will remain, she'll stick to that, but we're waiting to hear. But I think she will stick to the allowing conscience vote, her members a conscience vote. Um, the ALP, um, so obviously the Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, has said she will allow her MPs a conscience vote. Um, just on the conscience vote, with the Pine Bill, so the late-term abortion bill of 2016, um, the LNP, although they allowed a conscience vote, all of the LNP decided it was such poor legislation that they would, all of them voted against it. So the effect was on block, even though they allowed a conscience vote. Um, so obviously we're hoping that the LNP just sees how absolutely hideous this legislation is and how it's pretty much like the Pine Bill, just with a two-week lower window dressing type regulation, um, that they will actually also block it. Well, they will as a party decide not to but they they will be allowing a conscience vote um is the official word i've heard um yeah but I, i will say on the conscience vote in victoria um when they allowed the alp a conscience vote on the decriminalization of abortion in 2008 um apparently there was so much pressure within the alp caucus so where the alp meet that although on paper they had a conscience vote they knew if they didn't vote the way their government wanted, which was to support decriminalisation, they would be disendorsed and lose their jobs. 
is the heavy rumour going around that because every single ALP member voted to decriminalise abortion, which, as you know, Victoria, is some of the worst abortion laws in the world, mm. in the Western world. Tishan, yeah. uh, you're encouraging people to contact their state MP in Queensland, uh, either visit yeah. or write. Uh, for people who don't know what to say in a letter to their local MP, you've got some suggestions on your website at Cherish Life. .org.au, that makes the idea of writing a letter fairly simple if you know what you can say. Yes, indeed. Yes, we have lots of um, tips there and we've also, you can call the office anytime during working hours. Um, We will be putting up even um, new summaries of the draft legislation and um, yeah, we just really encourage people. That's what it's going to take. Um, Some MPs, really, MPs are elected to represent their constituents and enough, if enough constituents go to an MP and say, I'm very passionate about this, I'm passionate about life, I attend a church, I run a home group, I, you know, I'm part of a mum's group or whatever it is, please, me and all my community, well, you're not happy with this, please don't. And, you know, if the MP gets five, he or she may think, I'm not sure, but if they get 30 or 40 people turning up saying this is not okay, they're going to be concerned come election time. Some people may be swayed because they're people of good conscience, but some of them will literally be afraid of losing their seat at next election. And you know what? That might not be a bad thing um, for them to have that fear because some people might just vote um, uh, vote for life. Okay. It's coming down to that. It's it's very close. We're, we're concerned. And you've got a petition on the way, and that is in a process now you're getting that set up. Uh, let me point people to the website, cherishlife.org.au. And uh, there is a significant battle on the way until October when the government will vote on that in Queensland. Uh, Tishan Johnson is the Executive Director of Cherish Life and based in Queensland. Tishan, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's been a wonderful pleasure. Thank you so much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.